0: to the zigzag fantasy football podcast a podcast for the working man that helps dissect the decisions that we make in fantasy football every day with an eye to the contrarian view. You. you. know this. You know that we zig when others zag. That's our thing. You've been listening to us, hopefully, at least for a few weeks. Uh, I am Ken Kravick on Twitter at IamJubin, G-A-E-W-B-A-N. And as always, I'm joined by our resident pundit Ari Engel from Football Guys on Twitter at FFESQ.
1: Ari, how are you, sir? Doing good. We're coming to you early this week, which is uh, pretty exciting. So, we can hopefully run down all the games. And just to mention, that song that brought us in this week was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. We're getting in the spirit by a group named Denmark and Winter. And check them out, man. They do a lot of really cool reimaginations. They have an album out right now, Spotify, iTunes, and another one coming out, I believe, in the top of the year. So, check them out. So, yeah, we're in finals. This is finals week, baby. It if is. It definitely is. And I think, I think a Christmas song is perfect.
0: Uh, two Jews in a podcast doing Christmas song. That's the world we live in. And you know what? There's very few good Hanukkah songs. And that is, that is a good one. That's a good version. And I think that's a nice segue to take us into this chunk of games this week. It's Most of them are on Christmas and Hanukkah. Which is crazy that Hanukkah and Christmas are on it the same day. Twenty fourth It never happens like that. But uh, the, all the most, the majority of the games are on Christmas. I think a lot of us are going to be with our families. Day you before know, very... Christmas.
1: Day before Christmas.
0: Right? Oh, Chris, but it's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Eve right? I, yeah, people uh, celebrate
1: Christmas Eve. we We don't know I, this thing.
0: <laughs> they, we don't, but I'm from, coming from a Hispanic. Remember, I'm the Juven, and the Hispanics actually celebrate it on Christmas Eve. They do the presents, okay, uh, okay. and that's what I'm thinking. And I'm with my uh, wife's Mexican family, so i that's what I'm thinking of. But you're right. You're right. It's certainly there around Christmas. now. But there are well, two games on
1: Christmas, so...
0: It's a it's a truck Christmas week. Day, correct, yeah. but Christmas Eve is a ton of is a ton of games uh, during during that day. All right, so uh, look, every week we do our zigzag take of the week. This week is no different. This is when we highlight a player situation that we may be higher on or lower on than most people in the industry. Uh, this time, I'm actually going to take one, uh, and then let's see what Ari uh, can give us. But I don't know if it's it's not super zigzaggy, Ari, because this is sort of a sleeper guy a lot of people have been on uh, over the last couple of weeks. But being that this is championship week, being that this is a week that people are very averse to taking chances, you know, you might not want to, to take a chance on this guy, but I think you should, Robbie Anderson of the Jets. Uh, last week, he helped me get to the championship, really with that one 40-yard touchdown against the Dolphins. Uh, but he's playing a New England team uh, that is probably just going to stomp all over them. Uh, if Petty, and, uh, and I will say this, though, my, my, my take, zigzag take week has a bit of a caveat. If Petty plays, and it looks like he will, I go with Anderson. If it's Fitzmagic, I would, I wouldn't do it because it, they do have this chemistry. Petty is looking for Anderson a lot. They're going to be in the hole pretty early on. So I think, and he is sort of, while he's not necessarily as dynamics, as Kill Hill um, or Taylor Gabriel, he's the kind of guy who, with one or two plays, can get you 15 points just like that. So
1: I'm going Robbie Anderson. What about you, Ari? I like that. I like that take of Robbie Anderson. You know what's interesting is I talked in the docket actually last week because, you know, Bryce Petty, he was, uh, you know, he, he played most of the game, right? He went out for a little bit and Fitzpatrick came in. But I think P- Petty should be back this week. And it's interesting because Brandon Marshall ended up with the most targets. And then second was Quincy and Nunwa because Fitzpatrick loves those guys. But you're right. When Bryce Petty's in there, he loves Robbie Anderson. And he is a good bet to score every week because Petty likes to take those deep shots. So I like that one. The next one we're going to give you because we're going to give you two because championship week is Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley. And the reason we're giving him is because he's thrown the ball a ton. The last two games, he had 32 attempts and 43 attempts, threw for 212 yards and a TD, and then 362 yards and two TDs last week, and that was home against Green Bay. This week, he gets the Washington Redskins once again at home. Alshon Jeffrey, Cameron Meredith. He has a full slate of weapons. And we just saw Cam Newton light up this Washington Redskins defense. Now they go on the road. So Matt Barkley is a viable play, and he's on most waiver wires. And, you know, he's not someone you want to start in front of Drew Brees or an Andrew Luck or a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers your championship week. But guys like Carson Palmer, who have very tough matchups at Seattle, and don't really have many weapons. He's a viable, you know, replacement over a guy like that. Matthew Stafford maybe, because he has that finger injury. Playing at Dallas, and we know Dallas runs uh, the fewest plays, or uh, well, allows the other teams. They play so slow, they allow other teams to run the fewest plays uh, every week. So you know, there may not be a high-scoring game there either. So Matt Barkley, Robbie Anderson, two guys you can probably find your waiver wire. Maybe not Robbie Anderson, but maybe DFS. He's a good sleeper play.
0: I like I like your Matt Barkley pick. I didn't think anybody could play in negative seven degrees, and yet both teams, the Packers and the Bears, put up points. And this week, uh, you know, against the Redskins, yeah, I, I think Matt Barkley. Uh, why not? I think I think he's a good zigzag play. Um, all right, well, let's get started with the Thursday game this week: Giants at the Eagles. Um, you know, uh, the Giants are still, you know, they're, they're, this is still a big game. This is a division game for both of them. Let's start off with the Giants. Ari, do you feel comfortable with Eli and Sterling Shepard and Rashad Jennings? And we assume that everyone's starting ODB. So, you know, but the lesser weapons against the Eagles, this is in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is better at home. Uh, what do you think about those those
1: guys on the Giants this week? Well, the Eagles secondary is getting lit up. You know They have good safety play, but their corners are just getting slaughtered. They're going to have to get some new corners. So this could be a huge week for Odell Beckham. And as we've mentioned before, Eli Manning is not playing that well this year, uh, but he loves throwing to Beckham, and he gets just an insane number of targets every single week. So we like Odell Beckham. Uh, Last week actually was probably one of the least targeted weeks, but he was still – four more than anybody else and he had eight targets for six receptions, 64 yards and of course a TD you know they're kind of counting on him to just take one of the house the way Eli's playing just a kind of quick slant and let him run and do his thing so we love Odell Beckham the rest of the guys I'd probably shy away from uh, unless you need a PPR guy or some guy to at least get you maybe 10 points in a PPR league then I think Sterling Shepard is at least viable against this Eagles defense
0: now, what do you? How are you uh, thinking about the Giants' defense? they they've kind of been a streamable defense. They did last. They did well last week against Detroit at home. Uh, are they somebody
1: that you like this week? The Giants' defense should be all right. You know the Eagles. Uh, you know Carson Wentz thrown thirteen TDs, thirteen interceptions. So he's not lighting it up once again. As long as your league, uh, you know, especially if you don't, you know, the Eagles aren't going to put up tons of points. It's a forty-one and a half over-under. So, you know, the Eagles probably aren't going to score a lot of points. That means if you're streaming the Giants' defense, there's probably not going to be a lot of points scored against them. In a lot of leagues, that's really big. Uh, They have great secondary, a solid pass rush. The Eagles do get back their right tackle, Lane Johnson, which is actually a huge benefit for them because uh, Carson Wentz has been feeling a lot of pressure. So that does help. And obviously, uh, Pierre Paul is out for the Giants. So it's a little bit diminished pass rush. They're not the greatest uh, defense, I think, this week to stream, but they're certainly viable if you need them. Now, on the Eagles side, uh, Ryan Matthews had a good
0: good game last week. Is he somebody that you can trust? Uh, and Sproles might be playing this week. Him, Jordan Matthews, and Wentz. Can
1: you start any of these guys with confidence, or do you say no, look elsewhere? I think and look elsewhere. I think Zach Ertz is your guy uh, to play in this team because the Giants give up a ton of production to the tight end. And Ertz has been getting a lot of production lately. So, uh, you know, they're giving up nearly 14 fantasy points per game over the last five weeks, which is 15 percent above the league average. So, you know, Ertz is probably the guy. Jordan Matthews is a little banged up. I'd be hesitant to go back to the well with Ryan Matthews on a short week. Me and you talk all the time. We hate these Thursday games. We yeah, never know what you're gonna I do. We do. So even though, you know, Ryan Matthews lit it up last week, I think if you need like a flex standard league guy, because he's always a good bet to get a touchdown or an RB three in leagues that maybe start that, or maybe even if, you know, your RB two, once again, more in standard leagues, but I think Sproles should be back and that's going to cut into his production a ton. And this giant defense is solid. And, the Giants have a lot to play for right now. They could actually still win this division if they win the next two weeks and the Cowboys lose because they get the tiebreaker because they beat the Cowboys twice. I believe they're the only team that beat the Cowboys this year. So uh, they're playing for it, you know, and, and the Eagles really are playing for nothing. Dolphins, uh, last week they
0: they beat the Jets pretty badly. It was an away game. Uh, The Jets looked awful. This week they're playing at Buffalo, so it's another away game in a cold place. Probably be at least a little bit of snow there somewhere because it's Buffalo and it's just, uh, even if it's not snowing, snow just arrives. Uh, And so, you know, Matt Moore had a great game. Uh, set, what do he throw? Four touchdowns, I believe. Four
1: touchdowns. One eye. Four IMC.
0: touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's 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 a lot. So I'm wondering, you know, against a better Bills defense than the Jets defense, at least I believe. You know, is this? Uh, Let like you talk about Matt Barkley. Is this a week where you can pick up Matt Moore off the waiver wire? Like, let's say you exactly what you said. You have Palmer, or you have somebody with a bad matchup, and you know you you're worried, so you pick up Matt Moore. Uh. Jarvis Landry had a great night against the Jets. It was one touchdown that really did it for him, a big one. But can you trust him? Can you trust Devontae Parker? And our boy Jay Ajayi has not really been doing much. Is this the week? Can you start him at least as a number two running back?
1: Yeah, I mean, Jay Ajayi, I think you got to keep rolling him out. Last week, he didn't have a great game, but the Jets' defense is uh, you know a bit tougher. Um, and, you know, they've been getting up big runs at Jets defense, but last week they didn't really give any of those up, so he had only 51 yards for you. I think if you have them, you keep going back to him, though, if, if you need him, unless you really have some you know, really good options because I think it's going to be a heavy run game. Now, Matt Moore, we mentioned that he may not be that big of a downgrade on Ryan Tannehill, and he really wasn't, as you said, through four touchdowns. So I think if you need a streamer this week, probably in two QB leagues, Uh, just because he's on the road and there'll probably be a little bit of weather and it's not a huge over-under. I think he's at least a viable guy. You know, I may have to use him in one league where I obviously lost Ryan Tannehill and it's a two QB league. Uh, The rest of the guys, you know, Jarvis Landry, as you said, broke one big uh, and had 108 yards last week in a TD and Kenny Stills only had one catch, but obviously for a touchdown. So it's tough to trust those guys. Teon Sims somehow broke out for two touchdowns, but I don't know. I'd be hesitant to go back to the well. I would try and avoid most of these guys I- unless it's Jay Ajayi. And, you know, I-, I think unless you have, you know, if you need Landry, at least he's viable. And obviously Matt Moore, once again, in two QB leagues.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, and of course, Landry's always better in PPR leagues. Yes. Uh, we have on the Bills' side, you know, Taylor has been doing all right. Good old Tyrod. He can, he can do it with his legs. The Dolphins, man, we get gashed. We get gashed on the in the air. We get gashed on the ground. Uh, I think this is, you know, Tyrod Taylor is trying to make his case for next year. Um, I'm wondering if you think this is a good, you know, is this a guy that you can you can start, you can stream. You're starting McCoy. McCoy is amazing. He's fantastic. Uh, I'm just going to ask about Sammy Watkins, Mike Gillisley, and of course, the aforementioned Tyrod Taylor. Who do you like on the Bills
1: this week? You got lucky with Gillisley last week. You started a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. He did. You know, he only had 37 yards, but he got the TD, and that can always happen. So in standard leagues, you know, he's always a viable play because. He's not the goal line back. I just want to make that clear. He's not the goal line back. But if LaShawn McCoy in game flow breaks off like he did last week, you know, like a 20, 30-yard run, they pull him out, especially in these weather games. You know, Gillis Lee gets the next carry, and if he scores, he scores. Usually then they'll rotate McCoy back in. Looks like this week the weather is going to cooperate. Uh, I'm just looking at it right now. They just said light rain, 38 degrees. Which is not too bad, so uh, it shouldn't be a crazy weather game like it was last week. Tyrod Taylor, 50 yards on the ground last week, has threw it for a touchdown, so he's also kind of on that back end, uh, you know, QB one, really back end, mainly a QB two. I, I, you know, it's tough to really feel confident in anything else but a QB two, but at least he has a little bit of running value every week, which is good. And um, yeah, as you mentioned, Sammy Watkins, man, it's tough to trust Sammy Watkins. I would try and avoid him if you could. The uh, Dolphins corners are actually playing pretty well this season, yeah. you know, they
0: have not <laughs> been horrible, you know, they
1: started off the season really bad. Tony Lippett is playing pretty well. He's a converted wide receiver. And, um, you know, I don't know, they're not, they're not a total sieve. And Sammy Watkins, what, he had one catch for 10 yards last week, so You know, it's tough. It's tough to rely on him as anything as like a wide receiver three. If people starting two wide receivers, I would say championship week, best to look elsewhere if you can.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Next, we have the Jets at at the Patriots Uh, against the Dolphins. Really, the only thing, the only two fantasy guys who did well for the Jets were Robbie Anderson, who you and I have already talked about, and uh, and Bilal Powell. Now, Forte may be playing, but does it matter if, if they're in catch-up mode? Is this another Bilal Powell game? Uh, and aside from Robbie Anderson and him, is there anybody that you can trust? If you have
1: Marshall, do you start him? You know, who do you like here on this Jets team? I would, you know, if we're, we're assuming Petty's starting, right? So we yeah. talked about Robbie Anderson right. as a viable play. Uh, and I think the attention will be, you know, given to Marshall and to Anunua, which allow Robbie Anderson to probably get deep because uh, their best corners are um, is is Malcolm Butler, and he's probably going to be a Marshall. They're not going to switch him over to Robbie Anderson, which means their weakest corner, Eric Rowe, is probably going to be over on him. Uh, Logan Ryan taking the slot against Anunua. So I don't, I wouldn't start Marshall or Anunua this week. I would avoid those guys. Uh, they're just unreliable, especially on the road against the Patriots. So. And you mentioned Powell. At least he's a three-down back. He's playing every down. So if you need him, especially in PPR leagues, the Patriots do have a good run defense. But in PPR leagues where he's going to catch a bunch of passes, I just don't see how you can go away from the guy. Uh, You know, he had 12 targets last week and 11 receptions. And that's not including all the work he did on the ground. So if you're going to get that sort of volume, I don't know how you would sit him. Especially in a game they're going to have to play catch-up. And if you got Marshall unlocked, it's going to be probably Robbie Anderson deep bombs and a lot of Powell.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I can see Powell having a big day as well. On the Patriots side, wow. I think it's start all your Patriots. Uh, you're, you're starting Brady, you're starting Edelman. Uh, what do you think about Chris Hogan and Mitchell? And then on the running side, it looked like Deion Lewis started to open things up a little bit. So I'm going to guess that you're not going to be too favorable on James White. But, you know, can you start Blunt? Can you start uh, Lewis? You know, besides Brady,
1: who do you like on this Patriot game uh, team? Well, we saw last week the Dolphins, your Dolphins, your mighty, mighty or lowly Well, Dolphins. let's not go crazy. Let's just say this. Brady they can. lit up the Jets, Matt yeah. Moore, for four TDs. Yeah, so a Brady's so going to have eight by definition. Yeah. I mean, Brady could throw 20 TDs if they wanted to let him in there. They'll it's probably true. take him out by halftime, and we'll see, you know – uh, Garoppolo or something like that you know the Jets do have a good run defense we talked about that with Jay Jay. yeah they limited him to just 51 yards last week so you know we everybody trying to predict the blunt weeks not the blunt weeks he scores TDs every week he has 15 on the year that's basically one a, a week so you can't sit blunt even though I would say this is not a blunt week but it's really tough to sit the guy um I would probably start him over You know, the D.L. Lewis and James White, we did see Lewis come on last week. I think if you need a flex PPR guy, sure, but it could just as easily be White. And we just don't really know what's going to go on over there. So um, besides that, I think Malcolm Mitchell gets back on this week. Chris Hogan gets back on this week. Edelman will be money this week. Uh, You know, the Jets just have no one to cover anybody this year. So they're just a sieve back there. So I like all those guys uh you know the big question obviously is is martellus bennett with gronk out what's he gonna do and the jets have actually played the tight end pretty tough so with all the weapons available this week and very weak safety and corner play you know i I don't know if this will really be a great week for martellus bennett uh if you need him he's one of those mid-level you know tight end ones after the big guys so i think he's at least viable but I have a feeling Malcolm Mitchell and Chris Hogan and Element are going to have really big games.
0: And of course, if you have the Patriots defense, you are starting them. I've seen the Patriots defense listed as number one on quite a few lists. So you're not even thinking about that. We've got Vikings at Packers. Now, the Vikings uh, were playing the Indianapolis Colts last week. They got destroyed, they got killed. Um, you know, uh, Ari and I, you know, you, you and I uh, were talking about Diggs and Thielen and who to start, and it just seemed like nobody. Well, now they're going to be playing in Green Bay in the cold weather. Don't know if there's going to be any snow. I don't think there is. But, uh, you know, can, uh, can you trust any of these offensive weapons? I know a lot of people were high on starting AP. I, I, I was very dubious of that. Um, skeptical, I believe. I would be, again, here as well.
1: Just lost the Jubin real quick. I'm sure he'll be bounced right back. Technical difficulties, I'm sure, recording over in Mexico. But uh, yeah, it's looking like 35 degrees, mostly cloudy for this game. So weather's not going to be an issue uh, like it was last week. And last week, it didn't really matter very much. So the Packers... The Vikings defense is just getting destroyed lately. So you're not, you know, sitting Aaron Rodgers. He's playing at the top of his game. We love Ty Montgomery. He's playing amazing. Jordy Nelson has 12 TDs. Um, So you're getting them all going. And they said that Devontae Adams, who had two bad drops last week, he said it was because he was wearing this insulated gloves to keep his hands warm. He's not going to do that this week. So you're starting all these guys. It's tough to sit him, even though the matchup is tough with Xavier Rhodes. You just can't sit Jordy Nelson. Um, you know, he's just not, especially not in your finals.
0: Okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, that should be an interesting game. Now, we've got Titans at the Jaguars. Um, they've been saying to sit Mariota for the past few weeks. You know, we're talking about a Jaguar team that allowed uh, Savage of the Houston Texans to not necessarily light him up, but to do a little bit of damage. Is this a week, the week that Mariota comes back to his 300-yard uh, and three touchdown ways, or do you bench him? You know, for guys uh, like Breeze, like Cousins. Uh, you know, I don't know. There, you know what I'm talking about. And then, can you trust uh, Demarco Murray? Now, uh, you know, you've also got Henry there, snaking touchdowns. Is he a guy that you would start? Richard Matthews, basically, of course, you've got that tight end, Delaney Walker, um, not his evil brother, Delani. So who do you like against a Jaguar team that just lost a head coach?
1: Uh, you know, who do you like, Ari? Well, the Titans, you know, they had a huge victory last week against the Chiefs, and they showed they're for real. And they're playing in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, this is a division game. So, you know, I, I, you would think the Jags get up a little bit, especially since they lost their head coach. But we can't really count on that, <laughs> unfortunately. So, you know, Delani Delaney, you start him, even though the Jags are, are playing the tight end tough, this is not a week to sit him. And, um, you know, Rashard Matthews, you know, he, he seems to get it done every single week. So... Um, we're going to keep going to him. He will have the rookie Jalen Ramsey on him, who's been playing pretty well this week. So he's more of a wide receiver three. Um, and it, uh, just unfortunate. I don't think you can go to Derrick Henry. Uh, even though he had two touchdowns, once again, it was just a game flow thing. DeMarco Murray got tackled on the one yard line They bring in Derrick Henry and he scores a TD. So that's just fluky stuff. And unfortunately it hurt DeMarco Murray owners big time last week because he could have had two TDs and just a monster game. So even though the Jaguars are playing, you know, they play the running backs tough, you're not sitting DeMarco Murray. And, and Marcus Mariota, he's playing really well. So once again, you can't sit that guy either if he's been rolling with them all year long. Would you
0: start him over, Cousins? We have Cousins at Chicago we're going to talk about later on. But uh, off the top of your head, without going into some any analysis
1: – who do you like of those two guys? It's really close between the two of okay. them right now. I mean, that, you know, you have a tough decision on your hands with those two. You, Cousins played so badly last week, you would hope he bounces back this week and, and has a better game. Um, you know, they're both on the road. I, I'd probably lean towards Cousins with those weapons, but I wouldn't hate you. I think Mariota is probably maybe the safer choice because, you know, he seems to have a pretty good floor these days. Okay, well, are you starting any Jaguars, or can we just move on? Uh, We can move on from the Jaguars. Uh, Hopefully, I can't believe they're even going to start Bortles again, but he's just destroying everyone's value this year. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this. The Tennessee Titans secondary is giving up big, big numbers, huge numbers. So it is tempting to go back to Allen Robinson this week uh, but man, I just can't trust him in my finals. Well, could he have a big game? Sure. Once again, the Tennessee Titans are giving up around 40 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers, so there's value to be had. I just don't trust Bortles, who threw for about 90, I think, 96 or 92 yards last week, which is just atrocious. So, well, plus, by you know. the way, the Titans defense is considered a decent streaming
0: defense this week. Not fantastic, but it's considered decent streaming defense.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know. I, yeah. I mean, I don't like streaming defenses on the road necessarily, but once again, Bortles, 92 yards passing last week. He will be at home, which helps, but um, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Marquise Lee, I know you don't love the guy, I but know. I think he gets it done every week. He's the most consistent player on this Jaguars team in terms of the receiving core. Last week, once again, Bortles tanked completely by throwing for only 92 yards, but Marquise Lee had a 100-yard kick return for a touchdown, so he came through for a lot of people. So I think he's Mr. 550 of this year, five catches, 50 yards, hopefully he gets you a TD. So in PPR leagues, you know, if you need that kind of production, just somebody out there, I think at least he's safe, especially at home.
0: Falcons at Carolina. Carolina stunned us against Washington. Now we have a Falcons team that is still very interested in playoffness, as it were. Um, so of course, uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm guessing that you're okay starting Matt Ryan. You're starting Freeman. I think I think you're starting Freeman every week, no matter what. The question is, you know, and and this is where I want to hear from you, Ari. Is is about Coleman? Is he a guy that you like? And then. In terms of uh, wide receivers, if Julio plays and there's that possibility of him being a decoy, you know, do you sit him? I think I know what you're going to say on this. And then what about the other guys? Gabriel Sanu, you know, against the Panther defense that was supposed to be not so great, but actually held uh, Cousins to not so great a fantasy performance on Monday night. What are you thinking about these Falcons?
1: Yeah, I, I think Julio's going to play this week. The, the, the signs indicate he will, and you can't sit Julio Jones. And we know that this, you know, Carolina secondary has been suspect all year. So if Julio plays, you've got to bite the bullet and you start him. Uh, he's Julio Jones. And as far as the other guys, Mohamed Sanu has a great matchup out of the slot against Leonard Johnson. He has just been horrible this year. So Mohamed Sanu is actually a sneaky play for some PPR value. And our boy Taylor Gabriel he's uh you know i think with julio back in there he could actually even have a bigger game because there's that decoy and they get him touches every week last week he only had three catches but you know he took one for a td and aldrick robinson was probably the one week wonder if julio comes back uh you know he's probably going to go to the bench again and it's not like he saw a ton of volume only saw five targets last week but they didn't really have to pass too much but they may not have to do that again this week so I wouldn't really trust Aldrick Robinson this week in uh, my fantasy finals. But Muhammad Sanu in PPR league, Taylor Gabriel, you know Julio, those guys I think are all viable. And Coleman? Yeah, Col- Coleman, man, is a flex. If you need a flex guy, I-, I think at least he has potential there. But as we saw last week, I think Freeman really is the guy. Um, and, uh, you know, the Carolina are giving up 25 fantasy points per game. So that's a lot of production there. So, you know, it's just – and Coleman can always be the one that that ends up getting those TDs. It's, you know, between those two guys, it could be kind of fluky because he does get a lot of touches every game. Um, He had 14 carries last week. Freeman had 20. So, you know, know, one or two of those TDs could have easily gone to Coleman. It's just really tough to trust. I think – I say you have to start Freeman, and Coleman, I would say, is more of a flex. But, man, his upside could be those three TDs could all go to him.
0: On the Carolina side, uh, Cam had a good night against Washington, away on the road. Stewart had a, had a great night, um, over 100 yards, uh, scrimmage yards, and a touchdown. Um, and then, of course, well, Olsen got himself nicked up a little bit, but you've got Ted Ginn. Kelvin Benjamin is still not getting it done. Uh, Falcons' defense has been suspect, except when they played the Rams. So who of these Panthers do you feel confident starting this week?
1: Man, you you know, Cam Newton, obviously, he makes for an okay start. He hasn't played well this year, a little bit disappointing after last year really being the MVP of the league. And Atlanta's actually been a little bit tougher against the QBs the last few weeks, giving up just 19 points per game. But, um, you know, Cam's at least at home, and so he's a viable start this week for sure. Calvin Benjamin, I don't think he's a guy you could trust. He's just not seeing much volume anymore and I would probably stay away from the rest of these receivers this week uh, if you can help it. I think if you can help it, you got to look elsewhere. Um, and then we got Jonathan Stewart. You know, Carlos High last week at 71 yards on them on just 13 carries. So he's always a good bet to get vultured, unfortunately. Uh, Tolbert vultured him last week. We saw that, and Cam often does as well. But the Atlanta defense has given up 20 fancy points per game, so – that's not a huge number, but I think Jonathan Stewart, if he's a guy you need, he's viable. I just don't think the upside's there for him, unfortunately. Okay, and, and, and Teddy Ginn? <laughs> and, you know, he's a shot in the dark, Teddy Ginn. I, yeah. I, you know, I started him all over the place. One week he had a great matchup, I think two weeks ago, and uh, he didn't come through. And Jalen Collins is a pretty decent corner, and he should be on him for most of the game. So I wouldn't feel excited about Teddy Ginn, and he drops a lot of passes, unfortunately. Redskins at Chicago. Chicago's been an interesting
0: team. I think they have really um, surpassed expectations. They haven't been great. They're three and eleven, but uh, every week they came out. They came out slinging. Uh, Matt Barkley's playing well, even in losses. The Redskins are coming off a tough loss. Uh, both the big fantasy guys there, uh, all the fantasy guys there. Uh, Crowder, Deshaun Jackson had himself an all right game. But Kirk Cousins underperformed, and Rob Kelly did okay. Uh, On the Washington side, who do you feel comfortable starting? We have Cousins, we have Kelly, Deshaun Jackson, Crowder, and Pierre Garçon. Who do you – Pierre
1: Garçon. Garçon. Sorry about that. Uh, Who do you like on Washington? Well, the Bears do play better defense at home. But, man, last week, Ty Montgomery gashed them for 162 yards and just 16 carries. So I think Roberto Kelly – is uh makes for a good start and last week he had only eight yards on nine carries did he to get the td but i think he will get a uh, get well game for him and he should be viable this week and we saw you know it was aaron Rodgers, but he's awesome lit him up through the air jordy nelson had uh, 124 yards and uh, i i feel good about deshaun jackson going up against i think 31 32 year old tracy porter And I think you got to keep rolling with that guy. Once again, he's more of a wide receiver three because he's not dependable in terms of volume. And I actually think this week, Jamison Crowder pops back on the map. Last week, he was the forgotten man. But against DeMontre Hurst, uh, I think he could do some damage. And I also think it looks like Jordan Reed will be out. Hopefully, they hold him out. Vernon Davis, uh, we saw Jared Cook last week have six catches for 85 yards. So I think that uh, Vernon Davis is on the map this week for those, uh, you know, that are needing that deep play uh, a guy. You know, they, they don't give – the Bears have been pretty good against tight ends. But I think if you need somebody, uh, as long as uh, Reed is out, he's a viable start. And if uh, Reed is in, obviously you're not playing him.
0: Now, we talked about Barkley. We, liked it. we like him as sort of a zigzag play if you if your quarterback has a rough matchup, especially after what Cam did to the Redskins. Uh, Jordan Howard, definitely the bell of the ball there in Chicago. Um, you know, I, I'm guessing that we're going to start him. Alshon Jeffrey came back and had a good game last week. Do you trust him this week? And are, are there any other Bears, like Cameron Meredith, for example, that you like starting against a, a Redskin team that's really
1: trying hard to get into the playoffs? You know what? I just actually looked up before I answer that, and I just searched real quick. And yeah. Jordan Reed with that shoulder—I don't know if you saw it last week. Like literally, yeah. like bumped into him, and he just collapsed to the ground with like his shoulder hurting. It, they said it looks like they're not—they—they're not going to rest him, so he's going to play. So that makes Vernon Davis yeah. uh, a, a non-go, and and Jordan Reed kind of suspect. You know, it's like he kind of can get bumped in the shoulder and. I don't know, get out of the game, and then he can throw a punch and also get thrown out of the game. So. But see, that – and I, have to tell you, <laughs> I, I need to make a comment here about that. That was that was a
0: big mistake. And the coaches, I I don't know that they should start him with the injury and that attitude. Uh, I don't know. I think he's going to be a decoy. I don't love it. I don't love him.
1: I, I, I really don't like the start. Yeah, I don't and like, the fact, start. like I said, the Bears, you know, even though Jared Cook got the best of them last week, they are – Playing the tight end, decently tough. They're giving up only 10 fantasy points per game over the last five weeks. But, you know, they haven't faced many guys like Jordan Reed, but I agree with you. It's risky. Hopefully you can get someone better like Kyle Rudolph, you know, guys like that that are uh, maybe Cameron Brate, uh, even Martellus Bennett. You know, those guys hopefully you can get in your lineup instead. But anyhow, back to uh, Alshon the pie, and the boys. Though, yeah. Alshon and the boys, you know, he's going to see the Josh Norman treatment. Uh, which was going to make it a very tough day for Alshon, unfortunately. But that means Cameron Meredith, baby. He's going to be covered by Kendall Fuller uh, out of the slot. And then even Josh Bellamy has a decent matchup, although I don't think anybody's starting Josh Bellamy. But I like Cameron Meredith this week. I think he could have a huge game, uh, especially with Josh Mormon doing battle with Alshon Jeffrey all week. So
0: So do you really – but do you sit Alshon – after after he came back and and did so strongly because of norman or do you start him as a flex if you need to maybe you know
1: we say start your studs but this is going to be a tough week for him so um you know i think more as a flex or a wide receiver three it's tough to sit a guy like alshon jeffrey you know if josh norman he's not against some of the biggest biggest studs out there and alshon Is one of those guys. And remember, Alshon missed four games, not from injury. He missed four games just because he was was a PD or some sort of violation like that. So it's not like he wasn't healthy. He's healthy and he's well-rested. So it's tough to sit him. But I think if you're in a two leagues where you just start two wide receivers, a wide receiver two, hopefully you have someone else because you can't say this is a positive matchup going against uh, a guy like uh, Josh Norman. But last week, Cameron Meredith, Out-targeted Jeffrey by four, and, um, you know, once again, I think he makes for maybe the better, sneakier start. And then there was what Deontay Thomas somehow came out of nowhere for ten targets and eight catches and 110 receptions. So, I don't know. They're spreading the ball out to some of these random receivers, as we mentioned Bellamy, but uh, uh, Meredith is the guy I like the most. But, yeah, Alshon, wide receiver three, you got to start him. And we love Jordan Howard, obviously, it goes without saying. What a revelation this week! Uh, this year, he's already over a thousand yards. Uh, that he only has six TDs. He just got unlucky there. Hopefully, that changes. Chargers at the Browns. Well,
0: they always say play your players against the Browns. Uh, the Charger defense is is supposedly a great play against Cleveland this week. Um, I think you're going to agree, Ari, that you start Philip Rivers. You know, my question is Melvin Gordon if he plays. I don't think he will. I don't think he should. I think I know it's three yards to get him to 1,000, but we're talking about the health. We're talking about a guy we want to – the Chargers must want him to play for next year. I don't think they should risk it, but in case uh, he does play, do you start him? And then in terms of the receivers, you know, Dontrell Inman has been good as of late. So has Tyrell Williams. Uh, Gates and Henry, uh, you know, is this one of those – cases Ari where you start all of these guys against the Cleveland Browns
1: yeah this is a week these guys get back on track uh Tyrell the gazelle all of them well we'll we'll go through them real quick Tyrell the gazelle unfortunately with that shoulder has not been putting up the monster games that he was before um he did have nine targets last week but only four catches and 20 yards but this week he goes up against the lowly lowly Cleveland defense, so he's a great start. Joe Hayden hasn't shut down anybody this this year. Dontrell Inman, you've played him in your leagues. There's no reason to go away from that guy. He had five catches for 68 yards this week once again. Cake matchup. You love that guy. Uh, You know, Travis Benjamin's really boomer bust, so I would say probably tough to trust him. So I would stick to Tyrell and Dontrell. Um, Antonio Gates makes for a decent start. Faro, what to do with the guy. Yeah, Uh, it is against Cleveland. You know, he just doesn't run that well, unfortunately. Uh, He had 39 yards last week. You know, the the Raiders have a decent, you know, they had a decent run defense, but still it was at home. So I'd be tough for me to trust Faro. Uh, You know, if you really have a lot of injuries and you need somebody, at least he's a starting running back. But um, I don't know, man. Ronnie Hillman looked better to me. And maybe (laughs) they use Ronnie Hillman even more. He had half the amount of carries and almost as many yards. And if Gordon plays, is this an AP situation? Don't trust him? If Gordon plays, I would trust him because I can't imagine they would put him out there when their season's done unless he's healthy, but I don't see him playing because their season's done, and why risk him? He played so well this year. You know, they're they're going to move up to L.A. Uh, dude, I had friends that went to the Raider game. Oops, I call it Raider game. They're Chargers game, but they're Raiders fans because they're from L.A. They went down there he estimated that 80% of the stadium was Raiders fans and that Philip Rivers had to go to like, couldn't even hear. So he was doing like on the road hand signals to get his team ready. And he said that the Raiders uh, players were like hyping up the crowd to bring the crowd noise. And it was just insanely loud. So the Chargers fans didn't show up and uh, you know, this Charger team has just unfortunately had far too many injuries this year very unlucky they get a major injury every week they've lost two of their their their, two of the best corners in the league they've and Verrett and flowers they've lost you know wide receivers and keenan allen and stevie johnson before they even started even started and you know it's just it's too tough man uh so uh but anyhow so i don't see them playing melvin gordon i said they they rested up make the move to la next year and and have them fresh on
0: the cleveland side now assuming that the chargers put up some points. The over-under is 43.5. It seems like most of them will be of the Chargers. Uh, Are there any of these Brown players that you can trust in catch-up Basura time? Um, You know, you've got Crowell. I know know several people playing Crowell. Uh, Terrell Pryor is playing with a hand injury. I believe it's a finger injury, but he's going to play. Can you trust any of these Browns, uh, and would you put them in your lineup?
1: I'd be hard-pressed to trust a Brown this week. Um, I think it's going to be pretty tough to uh, to go go with any of them. I, I like the Chargers' defense; we we like them, but uh, it, it's uh, you know unless you have unless you have uh, um, you know Josh McCown playing, you know there's not much value to be had from our our, our boy at tight end there, um, Gary Barnage. Gary Barnage. Yes. And you know it also limits Duke Johnson's output. And, you know, they fed Crowell, but it doesn't really do much. You know, uh, so I, I, I don't know if they make a great start. And San Diego has a sneaky good defense this year. I think the San Diego defense gets off. I wouldn't be surprised if, Ty, you know, uh, uh, Terrell Pryor or Kerry Cor- Corey Coleman somehow had a decent game, one of them. But it's not like you can trust either one of them. Um, Terrell Pryor is going to be up against Casey Hayward, so it's highly doubtful he's the one that has the good game. Uh, Corey Coleman, though, has Trevor Williams, so he has the best bet if you need just totally like I got nothing and they're at home and he's got a good matchup, Corey Coleman, maybe he comes through. Colts at the Raiders. Now, the Colts are are,
0: are interesting. Uh, they're not as good on the road as they are in their dome, but they're still good. Snow certainly won't be a, a problem in oakland frank gore got 100 yards last week uh scrimmage yards against uh minnesota who's a pretty darn good team so do you like him this week against the raiders and then are you are you of course putting luck out there hilton what do you know about moncrief is he going to play or is he going to be out and then what are your thoughts on those tight ends dwayne allen or jack doyle basically
1: who do you like on the colts this week Colts are on fire. They know they have to play well to make the playoffs. Huge over under 53 points this week, highest of the week. So this game is going to see a lot of scoring. Uh, The Raiders secondary has gotten torched by those short and super fast receivers. So I think T.Y. Hilton goes bananas this week, and I think he has a great game. Dante Moncrief, they play tough. You know, these corners and the Raiders have played much tougher against the big guys. And he's become really just a a TD-dependent guy. So I think he probably will score his TD this week, and it looks like he will be back. But I think it's probably going to be like a four-catch 50 yards but with a TD kind of day. And he literally scores every single week he plays. So I I think that's why Moncrief is a viable play if you need that TD. But I don't think he's a PPR beast. And Andrew Luck, once again, I think T.Y. has a big game. So I think you go with them. And Jack Doyle um you know the Raiders are not that sieve at tight end that they used to be but uh if you need Jack Doyle this week um I think he can at least come through for you uh they're giving up 13 fantasy points per game and uh it's always a tough call between Dwayne Allen and Doyle but I think Doyle's probably the better call of them now we thought that Carr was going to bounce
0: back against San Diego uh he wasn't playing in the cold and he didn't you know he had approximately 10 fantasy points did not do very well um, I know that they're having trouble uh, because he's out, he, he's only, he can only um, play from the shotgun. Um, and I know they're trying to fix that. But, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Do you still feel comfortable with him against the Colts defense that has given up a lot of yards and TDs? Um, are, you, are you comfortable playing Cooper, Crabtree? Uh, and then what about Latavius Murray? So, you know, who on the Raiders
1: side do you like? Lat Murray, I think we'll have a great game this week playing at home. He's, you know, basically an every down guy. He gets spelled a little bit by Richard, but I like Latin Murray a lot this week. Uh, I don't think these Colts corners have anybody that can cover Cooper and um, and Crabtree. I know it's been very tough to, you know, for, with Cooper owners this year. He's disappointed a lot this week on, that week off. I think both him and, and Crabtree, though, come alive this week, and I think they have good games. Once again. Projected big shootout, and uh, I think they do it. And and Frank Gore, I think he's a safe play this week. There's nothing wrong with Frank Gore. He hasn't scored a lot of TDs on the year, but um, I think he does all right. For some random reason, though, the Colts run defense showed up last week. Uh, Adrian Peterson had 22 yards and McKinnon only a 12, but they only ran the ball nine times. I think the Colts are not going to do that. I think they're going to make sure they feed Frank Gore, who uh, every week gets a lot of carries. Last week, you know, even against that super tough Vikings defense had 26 carries. So uh while they won't get that because it was a blowout, I think is a good bet for at least 15 to 20. And you're happy playing car this week. You're not worried. I'm not worried about car this week. No. Okay. I think I think you I think you can get back to car. Okay. Uh, no problem with him. So all we're so all we're trying to do is just get back to car. Yeah, now- I mean listen car <laughs> probably You know, I think he's probably the bottom half of a top 12 guy. So he's probably around that 10, 11, 12 range. Um, I don't think he's, you know, he's not, not, you're not, you're not over Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck. But after that, that Kirk (laughs) Cousins, Marcus Mariota, Carr Rivers range, he's right in there. Fair
0: enough. Now the Arizona Cardinals at Seattle. So Palmer had a great game. Fitz had an okay game. David Johnson had a great game last week. Uh, this week, look, you're you're starting David Johnson no matter what. Um, I think you're starting Larry Fitz no matter what. He's he's you know been your number one or number two receiver at least. Uh, I think you have to start him. But you know we were just talking about those mid-level quarterback guys, and I know you talked a little bit about him before. Can you trust Carson Palmer or do you sit him? And then what about John Brown and J.J. Nelson? who have come up a little bit, especially Nelson. He's kind of been a waiver wire darling. Uh, what do you think of those Cardinals? Who are you liking?
1: Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, you got to play. He has the easiest match out of the slot against Jeremy Lane. And, um, you know, I, I think he should be fine. Um, you know, and, and they're still, you know, they're, they're safe. The Seattle safety still out. Earl Thomas is out for the year. So uh, I, th- I like Larry Fitzgerald out of the slot there. Um, and Jermaine Gresham, you know, maybe, you know, he, he's been doing things every week a little bit, you know, he's not once again, a huge upside guy, but he catches three or four passes every week. And, uh, you know, he could be all right because I think on the outside, I wouldn't trust John Brown or JJ Nelson, uh, John Brown will see Richard Sherman, who's just got super size in him and JJ Nelson, Deshaun Sheeds played really well, man. JJ Nelson did have a decent week last week because he scored that TD, but, he out of 11 targets, he only had 5 catches for 38 yards and part of it if you watched the game, he was Mr. Tedgin bobble hands out there. Yeah, he, dropped. he, he dropped, dropped two that Carson Palmer put in the bucket. And you know, Carson Palmer once again this season he hasn't really produced at a high level for fantasy that we would have loved, but part of that is to do with these receivers, Mr. Bobblehands not being reliable. And part of it's that Bruce Arians has been having him take a seven stop drop and chuck it far down the field. And Carson Palmer's getting killed by a very suspect offensive line. So I think the Seattle defense just you know manhandles them this week. And I think Carlson Palmer's gonna have a tough go of it. So, as we were talking about at the top of the hour, I think Carlson Palmer, you could sit him. If you have a guy, once again, even Matt Barkley ish, you could probably sit him, man. I know it's tough to do. But I'd be inclined to, to maybe do something like that. On the Seahawks' side, they've been very up and down. You
0: know, last week, Wilson threw for three touchdowns. The week before, they got destroyed by the Packers. Um, they're going to be at home. I think that's definitely an advantage. They're, try- They're you know, still trying hard to win that division. Um you know, do you start Wilson with confidence, and then what about his weapons? Uh, I think you're probably going to start Baldwin. Lockett is a question mark because he, uh, he had a, uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown on a big, uh, I think it was a 60-yard reception. Uh, is he a guy you trust? What about Jimmy Graham and Thomas Rawls? You know, he was supposed to do well last week, and he didn't. So uh, which of the Seahawks
1: are you starting, and who are you sitting? Well, the Seahawks had 10 days to get ready for this game. Well, I guess nine because it's played on a Saturday. But they, they've had you know, an extended period of time to rest up, get healthy. So I think Wilson is going to be fired up, ready to go. And I think he has a pretty good game this week, whether it's on the ground or making passes. You know, Tyler Lockett's been coming on, and that's awesome to see. And I think he's going to do some serious damage. Um, in the playoffs, the Seattle Seahawks need to win these next two games so they can secure a bye. They've locked themselves in no playoff spot already, but that shows you how bad this division is with nine games winning that they've already locked up the division. But they need, they, they need to play well to win the bye, and I think they're going to be motivated and a lot of rest this week. So, uh, unfortunately, Tyler Lockett, once again, been coming on, had seven catches for 130 yards in a TD last week, looking good, finally healed, but he sees Patrick Peterson – and uh, that's going to be a tough draw for him. I think Patrick Peterson will limit Lockett, so I would not go back to Lockett this week. Doug Baldwin, uh, you know, Tyron Matthew has not played that well in the slot this year. He's been banged up, so I think Doug Baldwin and and Jimmy Graham are really the guys that uh, do a lot of damage in the passing game, Uh, even though the Cardinals play really well against tight ends. They give up literally like six or seven points a game over the last five weeks, but – this is Jimmy Graham at home, and uh, I think he he does okay this week if you need him. Um, I think that's where the ball goes. And Thomas Rawls, keep rolling him out as your RB2. Once again, this offensive line has been tough. It's tough to trust him against the Rams uh, at home. He only had 34 yards in the ground, but they're giving him volume. And they gave him 21 attempts, and volume is king. And I think they, uh, you know, you like that sort of volume. I think he's as good as bet to any to score a TD or two and uh, I wouldn't be hesitant to roll him out of my RB, two.
0: 49ers at the Rams. Um, although the Rams' defense has played okay uh, certain weeks, uh, are there any Niners that you can trust? Is Hyde a uh, running back, too? Is he, are, you, are you playing him? And then the other question is Kaepernick. Is he a streamer that you feel comfortable with this week uh, against
1: L.A.? I don't love. I don't. You know what? I would avoid everyone but Carlos Hyde. But I will say this: the Rams' run defense is good. We just talked about Thomas Rawls. You know they played him. You know last week and only got 34 yards on 21 carries. Now Kaepernick does open up seams, and Hyde is, I think, playing at a higher level than Rawls this year. I think Hyde's playing really well. So once again, he's on the RB2 map. So I wouldn't hesitate to roll him out. Uh, but especially cause cap does help open up some of those run lanes. Kaepernick you're, you're helping for running, man. And I, am hard pressed to trust Kaepernick in my fantasy finals. I, I really, you know, that's not the sort of guy that I would want to be relying on at this point and he can easily get benched at any point, And that would just be a killer for your team. So I think you're just rolling with Hyde and that's about it this week. On the Rams, uh, is this the week?
0: I, I ask you this every week, but I actually have heard a lot of people, a lot of pundits who think this is, in fact, going to be Gurley's big week. The Niners are the worst rushing defense in the league. Oh, man. They are just awful. And even if they're stacking the line, uh, do you, is this the week you start Todd Gurley? And are there any Rams you can trust? I'm going to guess you're going to say no. Listen, this
1: is, I have been off Gurley since week two. True. But this is the week. (laughs) That's what the week says, yeah. (laughs) So get Todd Gurley in your lineups, your championship week. You spent a first-round pick. Listen, if you drafted Todd Gurley in the first round, you are probably eliminated. But if you are somehow there because you actually know what you're doing and you hit on guys like DeMarco Murray and you hit on some later picks, Todd Gurley this week does make a great start. I would roll him out there. If you look, if you don't feel comfortable, put him in your flex spot. But I think this is the final week where he gets healthy because the 49ers are just atrocious against the run. And we do have, uh, you know, they are on the road as well. So they're giving up 34 penalty points per game. This is the one week he gets back. Kenny Britt. I like Kenny Britt. He's doing it every week. I say you keep rolling out Kenny Britt. He, he almost has 1,000 yards receiving this year, um, and uh, he has 67 receptions. I bet he gets up to maybe 75, 80 receptions and over 1,000 yards. So that's a good story right there. So I like those two guys. That's about it.
0: Buccaneers at Saints. Both of these teams well. Listen, the Saints did great last week, put up a shmillion points, uh, the Buccaneers not so great against the Cowboys. You know, Jameis Winston has has not done as much as he uh, was expected to. Same with Mike Evans. Two games ago, they didn't do well against the Saints. I think a lot of pundits were saying pick up Winston uh, as a streamer a few weeks ago because they have the Saints in the ch- uh, in the in the playoffs and in the championship for fantasy. And I think the, you and I have talked about this. The Saints' defense is better. They're not Seattle, but they're better. So the Buccaneers, we've got Winston. We've got Evans. I think
1: great. I think you're uh, technical difficulties, so I'll take it there. He'll be back on in a second. Yes, Buccaneers, this is going to be a big shootout over under 52-and-a-half. I say this is not going to be like that leather game that we saw two weeks ago. This is going to the Dome in New Orleans. New Orleans will play better this week, uh, and I think the Bucks will be fine. So Jamie's Winston makes it for a good start this week. Granted, as as Mr. Jubin was saying, the Saints defense is playing better, but uh, I think Jamie's Winston makes for a decent start, um, mainly in the two QB leagues, but I think it will be, uh, uh, you know, it will be a high over-under, a lot of points scored. New Orleans is giving up 19 points per game over the last five weeks. Mike Evans, you're obviously not sitting Mike Evans uh, in your fantasy finals. Uh, New Orleans is giving up 36 fantasy points per game to wide receivers over the last few weeks. So we like him. Also Cameron Brate, I think he's squarely on the map. Uh, they are playing decent New Orleans against tight ends. But I think in that you know 8-12 to 12 tight end range, he's viable there. So I think you can start him as well. I think Brady's a good play, actually.
0: Uh, yeah. you know, he was the guy that Winston was looking at at the end of that Dallas game like crazy. So I definitely, I definitely like him. Now on the Saints side, Brandon Cooks had a monster game last week that that helped. Uh, I, I know it helped me uh, get into actually, uh, well, one championship. He helped me. Is he a guy you're liking this week? Of course, you're starting Breeze. Uh, are you starting Thomas? What do you think of Colby Fleener? I'm not a fan. But which one of these uh, Saint guys, the receivers, do you like? And then, of course, there's Ingram and Hightower. You know, it should be a high-scoring game. um, Which,
1: I mean, are are you basically starting all of your Saints? Well – I love Michael Thomas this week. He goes against Vernon Hargraves third, and I think he has an amazing matchup, and I think he's going to make an amazing start. Willie Sneed, if you needed to roll with Willie Sneed all year, he's been very up and down. Some weeks he kills you. Some weeks he comes through, even in good matchups. So I don't really know what to make of Willie Sneed this year. Um, I, I would say look elsewhere if you can. Um, last week, he obviously saw tremendous volume. He had uh, eight catches for 76 yards and 11 targets. Uh, I, honestly, he, he should come through. I think if you're at least looking for 10 fantasy points in PPR leagues, he should get you that. And obviously, there's upside for more. But he's disappointed. Brandon Cooks, however, he is going up against Brent Gimes, who is their top corner, and he's one of the top corners in the league this year in coverage so it's not an easy matchup but we know Brandon Cooks could do and uh, you know you're not sitting Brandon Cooks as well in, in in fantasy leagues because I think Drew Brees is going to chuck the ball and Brandon Cooks just needs to get open once or twice and Brees will hit him so uh you know I, I think it's start all those guys this week I would shy away from Kobe Fleener obviously totally untrustworthy even at home Uh, I just would try and roll with some other guys like Ryan Griffin or Fedorowicz, you know, depending on who's healthy there. Guys like that, way better starts. And Ingram, man, it's tough to trust either of those guys right now. Uh, You know, I think if you need a flex RB2 back-end guy, Tampa, they're playing better run defense. They are giving up around 20 fantasy points per game the last five weeks, but they do have a better run defense. And you just, you know, there's a decent chance Hightower just gaffles those uh, goal line looks so it's 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 a really murky situation i feel for you if you have those guys um at least with tim hightower you know you're just kind of going for a reach play with ingram you're hoping really for big production so it's it's really tough bengals at texans texans
0: are shooting hard for a playoff spot they're trying to win that afc south uh, the Bengals don't have anything to play for but pride, and you know you should never begrudge that. I mean, it's very possible that they do well. They have AJ Green coming back. Um, is he a guy you like? Uh, what do you think of Eifert? He's been a little hot and cold, but more hot than cold once he's been on the field. And then Jeremy Hill got himself a touchdown last week to save a, a not so great day. He had he had like fifty yards, but he had you know a zillion attempts he kept getting stopped you know Dalton is a guy do you like him as a streamer this week against a decent Texan defense you know which one of these
1: Bengals are you confident about starting this week on the road yeah I mean I don't love Dalton on the road in this situation the you know the Houston defense has played pretty tough and they are at home so I think if you can shy away from him best to do it uh you know he's only thrown 16 tds on the year so it's not like he's putting up a ton of tds um you know so it's, it's really tough he's averaging about one td a game now aj green the bengals are eliminated from the playoffs so if aj green plays this week that means he's healthy because there's no reason for them to risk his health unless he's healthy so i say you gotta start him but caveat aj Bui, he is – or Boui Bouye, yeah, I don't even know how to – maybe it's they got a French accent to it. I'm not sure. Baba Bouye. Baba Bouye is, is amazing this year and shuts down opposing uh, wide receivers weekly. Last week, Allen Robinson, not saying much, obviously, because of Bortles, but he is pro football focuses, number six rated cover corner. So it is a tough matchup for A.J. Green. But as I said, if he's back – you got to start a stud like that because this isn't like, you know, an over-the-hill Adrian Peterson coming back from injury. This is A.J. Green, a top receiver of the year in his prime. So I think you've got to go with him. Now, Brandon LaFell has a sneaky good matchup um, against Robert Nelson, especially if A.J. Green plays. So I kind of like that matchup. If you're looking for that reach play, Brandon LaFell to possibly come through for you. Uh, you know, Tyler Boyd will go up against Kareem Jackson, and I would say stay away from that. Um, on the ground, you got our boy Jeremy Hill who's just seeing tons of volume. And uh, volume is king. So, uh, you know, he makes for a decent RB2. And Houston has given up almost 22 fantasy points per game uh, over the last five weeks. So I think you got to keep going with Jeremy Hill. You know, I would say none of these guys make good DFS plays at all.
0: On the Texan side, is Savage a guy that you can stream – uh, that's that's question number one. Question number two, can you trust Lamar Miller not to get injured on the third attempt? If he doesn't get injured, yes, he will get a ton. But that's always been my issue with him this year. Um, he, he did do well last game, but uh, can he hold it up? And then, of course, there's Hopkins. And then there are the two tight ends. You've got Griffin, you've got Fedorowicz. Um, But, you know, if Fedorowicz is healthy, and he plays. Can you trust trust
1: either of them? So I guess my big question is: Who do you like on the Texans? Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins has come to life with Mr. Savage under center because he can actually throw the football, and Brock Osweiler cannot. So I think DeAndre Hopkins—he looked way better, like a spring in his step. So I like DeAndre Hopkins um, I- I- this week. If, if you've been holding on to him, you've been using him. Uh, he's hurt you a lot, but now. I think he comes through with Mr. Savage under center. It's not an easy matchup this week, but I think he makes for a fine play, especially since they are at home. So, and, and they're not eliminated from the playoffs, I don't believe. So the Texans, I, I think, are still playing for something. So no, I, I would, they're
0: definitely playing for something.
1: Okay, so I, I would say roll with Hopkins. Lamar Miller, if you have him, he's your RB2. You keep rolling with him. It is frustrating that he does get nicked up every week, but he seems to come back every week. Um, you're like, oh, Lamar Miller's done. Wait, 10 plays later, Lamar Miller's back. He has over 1,000 yards. Unfortunately, the TDs haven't been there. He only has five in the year, but you got to roll him out. Um, you know, so so I think those are really your guys. Now, we, we don't know Fedorowicz's uh, status right now. Um, if he is injured, Ryan Griffin came through last week, and I think he's a good bet to come through again this week. He had eight passes on eight targets for 85 yards. Um, obviously Fedorowicz is there that goes down and I'd rather go Fedorowicz over him and uh, since they cannibalize each other a little bit he's more once again that whole massive pack of guys near that you know 10 11 12 kind of tight end spot Um, once again you can't start him over your studs but he's at least viable
0: Ravens at the Steelers Uh, Joe Flacco has been a decent streamer um, he did okay last week, not great. Uh, this game is in Pittsburgh, but it's a tough and AFC North matchup. These teams hate each other, uh, and you know Ravens are trying to stay in the playoff hunt. The Steelers look like they're going to get the division, but I don't, I don't think that that's a given yet. So this is a big game for both of them. You know, on the on the Ravens side, you know, do you stream Flacco? That's question number one. Question number two is the backfield. Uh, I've seen most pundits are pretty lukewarm on both of these guys, West and Dixon, because frankly, you don't know who to play. Uh, In week 14, Dixon came up huge. He got a million throws, but that was... Specifically because that's how you beat the Patriots is short passes to your running backs. Then this past week, West was the guy who did very well, got you a touchdown if you started him. I know most people did not. So, you know, Ari, what's the strategy for the running backs here against Pittsburgh? You know, do you run West out? Do you run Dixon out? Do you say, I'm not going to trust any of them? You know, so that's the, either of them, that's the running back question. And then these receivers, you've got Wallace, you've got Smith, you've got Perryman, you've got Pitta. Um, You know, this, I don't know. The, the over-under is 44.5, neither too, I mean, it's not super low, it's not super high.
1: Who do you like on this Ravens team? Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I don't love anyone this week uh, playing a division rival, playing each other for the second time, playing in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, so, it, yeah, it's a little bit tough. You know, the Dixon-West breakdown there, it really is a little bit game-dependent. Last week, I, I had a tough choice because I needed to start one of them, and I ended up going, even though everybody was like Dixon, 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 I was just thinking, you know, this is not that game. This is going to be a closer game. They want to run the ball, and I went with West, and it paid off. And I think this is probably a West game again. But the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is pretty tough, man. They are uh, giving up only 18 fantasy points per game roughly or over the last five weeks, which is 17% below the league average. So I don't think this is a great week to trust any of these guys. I think Terrence West in in standard leagues is your flex, I think makes a viable play um you know he's on the rb2 map in standard league because he can probably get those touchdowns it's really tough to trust west i like west he runs well but in your championship week you hopefully don't have to try him uh, and use him uh mike wallace steve smith this isn't a great week for those guys you know if you've been using them all season long i say keep using them uh mike wallace Almost has a 1,000 yards this week. I mean, this season, he probably gets it. He only has four TDs, though. Um, you know, I, I've, I've had to use Mike Wallace as my wide receiver three most of the year, and another league I've had to use Steve Smith in a PPR league most of the year when he's been healthy. And, you know, they've been fine. They always catch three or four passes a, a week, and, uh, you know, they at least give you something. But I don't think this is the easiest matchup.
0: On the Steelers' side, the home-away split with Roethlisberger has been nuts. Uh, he's been great at home, awful on the road here. He's at home against a good Baltimore defense who, like I said, these two teams play for blood. So I'm, I am interested whether this is going to be a high or a low scoring game. I tend to think it might get, be a little bit more, uh, down in the dirt, low scoring. You, you even mentioned that more of a Terrence West, uh, game. So on the Steelers side, you've got Roethlisberger. Can you trust him? Well, Bell, you're starting no matter what. Antonio Brown, you're starting no matter what. Although last week he didn't do as well. Um, then you've got the other, you know, the other uh, Pittsburgh receivers, Eli Rogers, Sammy Coates. But I don't love either of them. Uh, who who do you feel
1: comfortable with uh, on the Steelers this week? Yeah, Baltimore has been given up because Jimmy Smith's been out. They've been gi- that's their their stud cornerback. They've been giving up 22 fancy points per game, and without him, they can be had on the back end. So at home. The home roads list for Big Ben is a real thing. We like him this week. You know, he's not a high-end guy, but he's certainly a guy that if you've been using him and you need him, you're rolling him out there. Uh, Jimmy Smith looks like he's going to miss, which is huge news for Antonio Brown, who has got to be one of the top plays of the week, especially since the Darius Green is out, and they really don't have many options. It's going to be, you know, the Le'Veon Bell-Antonio Brown show Baltimore is giving up 37 points per game, uh, fancy points per game over the last five weeks. So we like those two guys. Le'Veon Bell, obviously a no-brainer. You can't sit the guy. Is it a tougher matchup? Of course it is. Baltimore is giving up just 23 fancy points per game to RBs over the last five weeks. Um, it looks like it's going to be a rainy game, though, so it could be a little bit messy. And Le'Veon Bell does pretty good in those messy games. I mean, I guess it's not really worth talking about. No one's really considering. I think in Daily Fantasy... You know, maybe that's where you're you're thinking to fade Le'Veon Bell in favor of guys like McCoy and and you know Zeke Elliott and 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 maybe like Jordan Howard's. You know, so maybe it's not a, a Bell week to pay up for him in daily fantasy, but uh, in season long, there's just no
0: question. The night game on Sunday the 25th on Christmas Day is the Broncos at the Chiefs. A huge game for both of them. Uh, the Chiefs are 10 and 4. The Broncos are 8 and 6. Uh, on the Broncos side, boy, did they look bad against the Patriots. Patriots don't have the best defense in the league. It's good, but it's not the best. But boy, Simeon didn't look good. Um, their, running, their running game is, is just looked bad. Their O line is awful. Um, who do you trust here? Do you play Simeon as a streamer? Uh, do you even look at the running game at all? And the the, the the receivers, do you like Demarius Thomas? Do you like Emmanuel Sanders? Are you rolling
1: him out? And in what, in what capacity are you rolling those guys out? Yeah, we don't really love Simeon this week. This is probably going to be – I think there's going to be a really low-scoring game. Vegas has this at 37.5. I don't think we've seen a game with an over-under that low all year. So I think it's going to be more of the same. The Chiefs—it's a tough place to play. That stadium gets loud. It gets ruckets. It's going to be cold. So I'm off of Simeon this week. Um, we we know it's it's very well documented. Marcus Peters is the Kansas City Chiefs stud cornerback, and he should be on Emmanuel Sanders a lot of the game. He sticks to one side of the field. The Broncos will probably move Sanders in the slot a little bit to get him off him. I don't think Peters will travel, so Sanders will at least get free a little bit. Demarius Thomas has the easier matchup on the other side. Once again, I don't see a ton of points, but I could see both these guys getting close to 100 yards. Whether they get a TD or not, who knows, because we know this. The Broncos are not going to run on the Chiefs because the Broncos have no one to use to run the ball. So I think if you've been rolling out Demarius and Emmanuel – uh, you know, as those wide receiver twos, I say uh, keep using them. Um, but it, it's, this is going to be a low-scoring affair, unfortunately.
0: On the Chiefs side, um, Alex Smith. Is this a guy that you trust against Denver's great pass defense? Brady was able to do a little bit last week, uh, but not a ton. Um, and then you've got uh, Ware, Spencer Ware, who hasn't been great the last month or so. Can he run against uh, a Bronco defense that has allowed uh, quite a few points, fantasy points to to running backs? Uh, And then, of course, Travis Kelsey has been money the last few games. I'm guessing that you're you're trotting him out there no matter what. And then what about Macklin and Tyreek Hill? Uh, Are these two guys that you like? So which basically, who do you like on the Chiefs this week?
1: Oh man, you know what? I don't really love anybody. Even Kelsey. Denver's giving up just eight fantasy points per game to tight ends. So I don't love Kelsey, especially do You have to start action. him. What are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna sit him and start Hendricks instead. Nah, you know, it depends. You know, Martellus Bennett, New York Jets are giving up, you know, almost 19 fantasy points per game. So, you know, if you, you somehow have Martellus Bennett or a guy like that, I, I wouldn't hate you. It's tough to do, or, or Cameron Brate, but, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're, you're probably not starting Travis Kelsey, but it's going to be a tough game. Once again, low scoring, at least he's at home. Tyreek, the Freak Hill goes up against Chris Harris Jr., who is, I believe, the best corner in the league this year and has the speed to match up well against him. So Tyreek, you know, he's been gimmicky. He's been getting done in all sorts of ways, special teams. It's not a great week to use them. If you need an upside play, obviously it's there, but it's tough. Jeremy Macklin goes against keep Tlaib. I don't see him doing anything this week. So it's the no-fly zone. I think this game has got a low over-under for a reason. I think you got to avoid everybody if you can. Spencer Ware, as you mentioned, I think he's the guy that actually gets it done. I think they give him some screen passes. I think he catches five or six passes. I think he runs. I think he'll probably run a touchdown in. So I think he's probably the guy. And as you mentioned, you know, Kelsey really tough to sit. I wouldn't be surprised if Kelsey caught a touchdown, but I don't, obviously this isn't going to be the 100-plus yard game for Kelsey. Uh, at least, you know, on paper it doesn't look like that. The Monday night game, the Lions at the Cowboys. Um, the Lions
0: didn't look so great last week, but they had a tough defense to contend with. They're in a dome. Uh, they had the Giants. It was outside in New York. This is in a dome in Dallas. Is Stafford going to bounce back? Can you trust him uh, as your number as a number one fantasy quarterback? And can you trust Tate? Tate has been the man after a not so great first half. He has he's outshined performances. Uh, I mean expectations. And uh, do you like him? Uh, is Riddick
1: even going to play? It doesn't look like they're running the ball at all. So who do you like on Detroit? Yeah, Stafford, it was tough in the the cold with that finger. Uh, I think he bounces back this week in the Dome. They need to win. I think he steps back up. I know it's hard to trust him. I know a lot of people aren't going to trust him. And they're going to, as we said, you know, uh, Matt Barkley, I couldn't hate someone if they started Matt Barkley over him. Um, But at least it's in the Dome. We saw last week uh, Jay Meese had uh, two touchdowns against his Dallas defense and around 250 yards I think Matthew Stafford could do something similar Uh, they don't have a great run game so it's the Stafford show and Golden Tate I think he makes for a good play this week Uh, I think even Marvin Jones if you need a stretch uh, you could probably get him in your lineups Um, and Eric Ebron you know he's been tough to trust all year but they are giving up production uh, to the tight end position. They're giving up around 18 fantasy points per game. So I think, and this is probably a zigzag take because no one's going to be on him, that Stafford is not the horrible play that people are making him out to be. Uh, so I, I think, once again, I, I, can, I can understand when people want to go with the Barkley and someone like that. It makes sense to me. But I don't think that uh, you should run and hide from Stafford this week.
0: On the Dallas side, I... Um you know, the Detroit defense has been all right. They've been good in some stretches, but not great. They can be had, particularly in the air. Uh, is this a good week to start Prescott? If, you know, you have one of those not-so-great uh, number-one quarterbacks that have a tough matchup, uh, you're starting Ezekiel Elliott no matter what. Uh, and then in terms of Prescott's weapons, uh Are you starting Dez Bryant? No problem.
1: Are you starting Cole Beasley? Are you starting Jason Witten? Who do we like on Dallas? Well, we love Zeke. Zeke's going to be the man this week. He's going to get it done. Um, You know, it looks like uh, Darius Slay is going to be out. Dez Bryant will be covered by Nevin Lawson, who's done a decent job this year. But uh, Dez should be all right. And Cole Beasley actually has a great matchup in the slot against Asa Jackson. So I actually think this is a really sneaky Cole Beasley week to get some points done. And uh, Dak... You know, if, if, if he, Dak is the guy you've been using, there's no reason to go away from him this week, even though the Lions do have an underrated defense. Um, we know what Dak kind of is. He's not going to throw many interceptions. He's not going to throw a huge amount of touchdowns uh, or, or massive yards. But, you know, if you've been using him, uh, you know, he, you know he, he's viable. Detroit does only give up around 15 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. So they are a decent defense um so it may not be that high scoring affair so i really think it's more of anybody a zeke game and i think uh, uh he really gets it done and beasley beasley is a sneaky play all right
0: well week 16 championship week boy the excitement's in the air the smell of how many championships is are you also... in, by the way what are you doing let's brag a little bit here how many did you make i made two championships of my four leagues this nice. year. um love it you know uh, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson was a great play for me last week. Uh, Rob Kelly has helped me a lot. I'm actually starting Rob Kelly and Todd Gurley in uh, in, in one league. So, you know, but I've got Carr. I've got Cousins. Uh, I, I have working man teams like the working man that I am. I don't have Drew Brees. I don't have Tom Brady. Uh, you know, uh, I do have Julio, but I'm afraid. I feel like he's going to be a decoy. So, that's uh that's pretty much me what about
1: you what are you working on this week so i have six leagues that i'm in two home leagues one's a long-standing dynasty league one's the other home league that i run and then i have four industry leagues i am didn't even make the playoffs in the two home leagues ouch did not you know it way too many injuries on one league i lost keenan allen josh gordon never played i lost moncreep for a big stretch um I lost uh, Sammy Watkins. It was a disaster. So anyhow, um, those two eliminated. In my other leagues, I am in the finals in all four, which is great. Uh, in the fishbowl, I'm not in the overall final. Only ten teams go out of the 480. But I did win my division of 12 against some other good pundits, and that feels pretty good. And yeah. in this Fantasy Sports Writers Association league, took on guys like T.J. Hernandez and Pat Dorman uh, from PFF, and uh, I'm in the finals of that one. And um, what was the other one? Football Guys. We at Football Guys, there's about 60 of us. They break us down into four groups or four or five. There's 14 teams, and I am in the finals of my league in that as well. So all in all, not too bad, but it's a huge week. I I don't want to lose in the finals, so we got to bring this home. Hopefully this podcast helped you this year, and uh, we loved doing it. We are going to probably uh, keep this going in the off-season, probably not weekly, but we will bring you some content uh, as it unfolds and make sure you guys are updated on the latest goings on.
0: All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Good luck in all of your championships. Uh, have a great holiday. Uh, thank you, Ari, for joining me as usual.
1: Thank you. Have a good Christmas and uh, uh, Hanukkah. and. Whatever you do out there in Houston. Were you Houston or or Santone? San I am actually in
0: uh South Padre Islands, Texas. Oh, nice. so oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's right. Having a nice little christmas slash hanukkah out here uh, as always you can find me on twitter at i am jubin and ari on twitter at ffesq don't forget that ari has articles on footballguys.com the docket is very thorough uh, so definitely check that out and if you enjoy the podcast please leave a review on itunes and you can fa- find the podcast on itunes stitcher and soundcloud zigzag out
1: you